0: over at the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. We have got a show for the ladies and men you can listen to, but this is primarily for the ladies. We're gonna be speaking with Kate Johnson and her book, which Wisdom for Magical Aging, Finding Your Power Through the Changing Seasons. And you know, for anybody over 25, this is truly the book for you. Anyone under 25, read it because you're gonna get there one day if you're lucky enough to live that long. Now the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're gonna help you let go of the BS that is holding you back. And you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. Now, my clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, Nasgonicchapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on LinkedIn. And folks, I have closed down Twitter, so don't even go there. Now, folks, if you like the podcast, please subscribe or you know, give me some reviews, some stars, whatever. Help a girl out. I would greatly appreciate it. My guest today, Kate Johnson, is an author, counselor teacher, playwright, performer, and witch. She's authored six books, including Witch in the Kitchen and Celebrating the Great Mother. She trained with the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology and has a private practice as an editor and intuitive counselor in New York's Hudson Valleys. And you can check her out at her website, and that is katejohnson.com. C A I T J O H N S O N dot com. Welcome, Kate. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you. Um, absolutely, positively love the book. And thank you for coming out and admitting that you know you're a witch. Because today, it's still so many people are afraid to admit who they truly are. And I finally did it. You should see my car. I brought a brand new car. I got the triple goddess on and the eye of Horus and all kinds of stuff. You know. And I'm like, no, this is me. And the car's license plate says Moonbeam because it's bright white. So I finally, you know, like came out, if you will, to the whole world, not to people who just. Have known me. How has it been for you with being a witch and putting your information out to the world?
1: Well, you know, I haven't had any blowback. There's always, you know, it could happen anytime, but I think when you explain it the right way, it, it's not, you know, the cultural image of the witch is the evil old hag who eats children. You know, it's totally mm-hmm. different. We're the healers, we're the midwives, you know, where we live with the seasons. I think because Native American spirituality has is, is gotten so popular, if you explain it that way, people go, oh, okay. When you say, well, you know, I'm earth honoring,
0: they go, mm-hmm. oh,
1: like Native Americans, right? And you go, yeah, sort of like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and if
0: they, they finally get it and can accept it, wrap their arms around it, I guess, a bit more. Um, the magical aging, what is that all about?
1: Well, this is not a very woman loving culture. I don't think that's any news to any of us females in the audience. Um, and I think that especially as we age, we, we lose even more value. I'm afraid that this culture has just put dollar signs all over us. That's all we're good for is spending money so that we'll try to look younger as if that was the goal, right? Right. <laughs> So why not try to restore a sense of enchantment and magic to the aging process? Because once upon a time, and even in some cultures today, old women were honored, okay? Mm -hmm. The elders were the keepers of wisdom. And wow, our culture has really forgotten that. But deep in our bones, I think we remember.
0: Yes, we remember. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier um, before the show, you know, with COVID coming to visit, it's changed the perspective of many, especially around, um, aging. Um, a lot of women now are thinking to be more free as opposed to doing the standard, you know, what is it? Size six and whatever, whatever, whatever. So talk to us a little bit more about that and why that may not necessarily suit a woman's soul. I think our, our, um,
1: Our culture has done a real number on us from birth on. We are taught to feel insecure about our appearance as if how we look is the most important thing about us. Right. Mm -hmm. And we are encouraged to buy, 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 to try to make ourselves fit some cultural norm. That's actually not healthy or even possible. Right. All Mm -hmm. those models that you see, they don't really look like that. And so instead of taking ourselves away from our soul needs, in in the perp, you know for the purpose of trying to look attractive or beautiful or like a nice little sex object i'm trying to encourage women to say i've had enough of that and i want to embrace my aging as a sign of what i've learned so you know i don't dye my hair i'm getting gray so what i love my moon hairs i think i think i call them moon hairs because of all the nights that i was sleepless worrying about my family right mm-hmm. or the planet or whatever so you know i earned them i they're mine Um, why not think that wrinkles instead of being ugly, which is what our culture wants us to believe so that we'll have Botox and all sorts of facelifts and stuff. Why not embrace them as you know, our faces become Mm -hmm. the map of our journeys,
0: right? Mm -hmm. So
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all about externals in this culture. But even worse than that, it's really all about commerce. That's what it's about. It's about buy things, ladies, so that you'll look a certain way and we'll make money
0: off you mm-hmm. because
1: you don't really have much value other than that. Ugh, yeah. I'm so against uh, it all.
0: Yeah. Many that nights. I mean, I cringe when I hear that, but it's truly the truth. If you... Go on Facebook, even. I mean, all these ads pop up about you know what you should have, who you should be, and if you go to a department store, if you dare go to a store these days, if you go to a department store and you look at the makeup counters, full of women buying whatever. And you know, I'm as I shared with you, I'm a big fan of makeup. I love makeup, but you know what? Outside of that, we just wash the face, dry it, and keep on going. (laughs) You know, it's not about the nine hundred dollar creams and this and that and the other. You know. First of all, I'd rather spend my money on other things. <laughs> you know? One of my
1: favorite quotes is Annie Oakley. She said, I don't put on makeup. I need that time to
0: clean my gun. There you go. <laughs> you know, oh, she knew funny. what was important for her. Now, you know, there's a, there's a C word that women um, have not yet embraced. And that's the word crone. And in your book, you talk about crone being synonymous with crown. Explain uh, that to the audience.
1: I really love Uh, word derivation stuff. To me, it's fascinating. If you dig into the origins of words, you see such a picture of culture that's fascinating and much of it's been repressed. So yeah, if you look at the words hag and crone, once upon a time, they meant something very different. Hag Mm. is the same root as hagiography, which means it has to do with the uh, study of the sacred. It meant holy, right? And crown Mm. and crone were once the same root. And it's not talking about like the, the queen's crown, not that kind of temporal power. It's about the, the crown of wisdom that we mm-hmm. hold. So, yeah, you know, it's funny what our culture has done to words. That's why it's fun to peel away some of the layers and
0: see what's underneath. I I agree. But with the society peeling away the words and changing the meanings and all, how does a younger woman come to understand the true energy of the word hag or the word crone, because if someone's 20 to say 25 and someone older or a different sex calls her a crone or a hag, she's greatly insulted.
1: Well, yeah. And in fact, older women can get greatly insulted depending on if the term is used, you know, disparagingly. And it Mm -hmm. is, I mean, now it is. And, you know, you have a choice. You can laugh about it and say, oh, thank you for the compliment. (laughs) (laughs) We can use those words in a sentence in a positive way. You can decide that you're going to be part of this revolution that I honestly believe we are all part of as women who are aging in this culture to say, uh-uh, I am not going to play by your rules anymore. I am mm-hmm. not going to be made to feel less than because I'm over 50. And if I'm young, I'm going to hold on to my spirit and what's important to me and what I am passionate about and bring that with me
0: into my older years. hmm No, thank you for sharing that. Now, as a wonderful witch that you are in the book, you break the uh, wisdom down to the four seasons, staying in the energy of, you know, embracing who you truly are. So why don't you tell us about the uh, seasonal witches and what each season brings? I am so
1: in love with the seasons. I cannot even tell you. (laughs) That's just how I live (laughs) my life, you know? you know, the minute fall comes, I sort of come back to life. Not that I hate summer. It's just that I was born in the fall. And Mm -hmm. so to me, when it starts to get crisp and cool and the leaves begin to change and there are pumpkins everywhere, I just come back to life. I think every season has an elemental quality that we need to reconnect with. And that's why I live my life seasonally and I wrote the book seasonally. So each season has something different to teach us and i think if we immerse ourselves in that season it's got to be good for our souls so winter is all about bones you know it's about taking care of your body and loving it and resting and dreaming making your home cozy so that you can relax in the dark time spring is all about you know liveliness things coming back to life youth you know the the flowers just budding the little animals and birds all being born it's about for me it's about feathers, in other words, dressing the way your soul wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about finding your soul flock. In other words, you spend less time with the people that deplete you and more time with the people that encourage you to be fully yourself and who you feel happy with. Um, summer is about passion. Oh, I love the summer section. It's really about creativity and and physical passion. I mean, one of the things that sometimes happens with older women is that we lose our sex drive, but there are many ways to be passionate about our lives that don't involve trying to attract a man or getting him into bed or a woman, depending on, you know, how you, where how you, you go, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. You know, i <laughs> said so, so yeah, but, but really to me, the heart of summer fire is creativity. Um, and then there's autumn. I would call myself, I guess, a kitchen witch. Mm -hmm. And to me, the watery feeling of autumn is all about, you know, flow and honoring aging and death. And because Halloween, Samhain is part of that season. Um, And it's also about feasting and really coming Mm -hmm. into a better relationship with food, which is what one of my other books is about, which in the Kitchen, was all about restoring a sense of the sacred to cooking and eating. And it's just great fun. Food's become the enemy in this culture, you know?
0: Yes, it has. If you're not a size six and, you know, all the trapping cycle along with that, we're frowned upon, uh, you know. But I have to say that designers are starting to create clothes that look wonderful for the bigger lady, the more voluptuous woman. And you shared with me earlier that cultures around the world think that bigger women are, you know, the bee's
1: knees. It's really true. Uh, Unfortunately, our culture is not one of them, but we are beginning to change. Uh, They are starting to use plus size models, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they're beginning to realize that heroin chic is really not that chic. It looks unhealthy and it's, you know, really bad for the people involved. So, yeah. What we are at the beginning of a revolution, a good one, and and it's fun to be part of it. To say, okay, the most important thing for me is to feel good in myself, and to not go chasing after some youthful ideal that I'm sorry, you know, we're never going to be able to keep it up forever. Mm-hmm. And why would we want to?
0: Exactly, because so we grow. Right, we, we get grow, we change. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, what is the most liberating thing that you have discovered about being over 65?
1: Oh, the power of saying no. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, all my life, I've been a bit of a people pleaser. And so when someone says, oh, would you do so-and-so? It's always like, oh, sure, sure. And then it's like, ah, how am I going to do it all? It's really lovely to be able to say kindly to say, wow, I wish I could, but mm, I really can't do that right now. No, I can't. I've, I've learned that as Anne Lamott says, no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's also a spell. If you are into any kind of magic, if you say no, you are protecting your life force, Mm -hmm. protecting your boundaries. You're honoring what you need rather than striving to be loved by trying to be everything for everyone, which you
0: really can't. No, you find yourself in the crazy house or, you know, extremely depressed. Right or dead from exhaustion. <laughs> very true. very true. Um, so being an older lady, how can we bring more clarity into our lives? How can we honor that wisdom that we have and bring it out in a clear way to share with others if they're looking to sh- um hear what we have to say? Well,
1: that's a really good question. I think one thing to do is to form groups, find people who you want to hang out with and begin to talk about these things. And then it's like ripples in the stream. You know, if each person starts talking about how they're perceiving aging as being very different from how our culture perceives it, then eventually, you know, more and more people are starting to get on the bandwagon. Don't you think that's true? I mean, you're
0: doing Uh it right here with this podcast. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, and we just have to learn to be us and then act upon it. I mean, I've the no thing I'm getting better at, but I haven't mastered. However, I have mastered just being me and I'm kind of unfiltered. So (laughs) it's out there, (laughs) you know, and I finally learned not to make an apology for it because you either or attracted to my light, or you're not. And guess what? Either way is perfect. Uh, That's right. You know,
1: one of my very favorite quotes of all time is by, of all people, Dolly Parton. And she said, find out who you are and then do it on purpose. (laughs) Mm, I I (laughs) I think that's, yeah, really true. Many people don't know who they are.
0: Exactly. So how do we, if we haven't discovered who we are and we're over 30, how do we go about finding ourselves?
1: Well, funnily enough, in my book, there are a number of really fun little quizzes and exercises and things to get you thinking about who you are, what you prefer, you know, what element, for instance, you really resonate with. Um, it's It's a wonderful journey. I am a counselor as well as other things. And that's one of the things I love to tell my clients is that, you know, we work together, we're embarking on a journey. So get yourself a little notebook, a blank page notebook to Mm -hmm. begin writing down the log of your journey because you're the captain of this, you know, and write down what you dream, write down what your, what your hopes are, write down what your preferences are. And pretty soon you're going to start getting a clearer idea of who you are.
0: Okay. Talk to us about the older lady and sex, because some people think it's like, oh my God, that's disgusting. And oh, so I like, you know, like, no, it's like, carry on from when you were younger. <laughs> so talk to us about sex. Well, you know,
1: as I said, many, because the hormones really do have an effect on us. And for many women a- after a certain age, you just don't have the desire for sex anymore, but that's not true across the board. And as a friend of mine reminded me, hey, you know, people get plenty frisky in the nursing homes, even (laughs) the life force is strong. All right. So what matters is that you feel sensual and good in your body, whether you have a partner or a good vibrator or whatever, (laughs) you know, to feel juicy and alive in your body. That's really the goal, isn't it? Not to just be a a sex object for some man to prove his virility on, which is often
0: sadly what happens when we're young, right? It does happen when we're young. But you know, when you said that, it it brought up a story when I was um, going through college, I worked part-time at a nursing home and there was this lady, I can't think of her name, but I can still see her face. And she always had her mouth open, skinny little lady, um, silver hair. And she would go into the men's room and give them fellatio. (laughs) and she was in this one's room and that one room and they wouldn't they wouldn't chase her away you know but I'm she sure they her, didn't <laughs> she got her enjoyment they got their enjoyment and Uh-oh. I was like oh okay so the, the urge doesn't go away you just have to you know go along with whomever you are you know Exactly. And I think
1: really the whole point of it is fun and pleasure and intimacy. And unfortunately, I think we've all learned the hard way that you can have sex with someone, but not particularly be intimate with them at all. Right?
0: Exactly. There's a difference.
1: Big difference. And so, you know, I'm all about enjoying your body and, you know, having more sensual fun with or without a partner. Mm -hmm. So yeah, older women can lead the way on that one because they're not oh, it makes me so sad when I see young women that just are constantly looking in the mirror. It's all about them and how they look. And, you know, their poor partners are like, well, hello, I'm here. What about me? You know, mm-hmm. look at me for a change. Oh, dear. So, yeah. Um, the
0: ones that are looking in the mirror constantly and the only partner they will have is a man who will support financially their look as opposed to, you know, two people coming together and building a life. Boy,
1: you just nailed it. So yeah, there's a lot of real negative stuff to be undone in our culture. But hey, who else can do it except us? Partly because we just don't give a flying how what people think of us so much anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. When you're
1: young, I think we're very outwardly focused. Uh, We want to please, we want to be loved. And when you get older, you're like, yeah, like you said, a minute ago, it's like, well, if you don't like my light, then
0: walk away. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Fine. Right? <laughs> How has it been through your research for women who are older to stand up for themselves more as they're older than when they were young? Oh, it gets easier. I'm here to tell you, most of the
1: women that I know, I, I, I'm lucky I have a lot of, really great friends with intersecting circles Mm -hmm. and many of them are truly activists. Now, Um, when they were young, they were too busy chasing after their children or, you know, taking care of husbands or parents or whatever. But after a certain point, Hey, if you feel really passionately about something like, for instance, the the right of a woman to choose, Mm -hmm. um, you know, many of us fought that battle years ago and now here we are again. So, uh, yeah, older women are not afraid to be mouthy. We are not afraid to stand up for what we believe. And, you know, we become a real force for change, for positive change.
0: You know, that's really important, especially what's going on politically in this country. I mean, they overturned Roe v. Wade. And, you know, I feel a woman has the right to choose whatever she wants to do. And it's up to her and whomever whatever she believes in to, you know, come to a justification about that. But we have a bunch of men now telling us what we can and can't do
1: with our own bodies, frightening it's becoming more and more sort of authoritarian and totalitarian but i'm hoping that there will be a positive change it's very scary our rights are being eroded and you know we look at at other countries where this has happened to women and you can see you know how it ends up it's not pretty so yes it, it becomes important for older women to stand together um i've seen so many wonderful pictures of elder women protesting right alongside younger ones against mm-hmm. all sorts of things, you know, police brutality. God knows there's plenty of that going on. You know, it, it's, um, it's very enlivening to care
0: enough ab- about your culture to want to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, in your book, you have many beautiful illustrations, and they're quite diverse. Tell us about that, why you chose such diversity. Well, I'm telling you,
1: this friend of mine named Anya Aldrich is such a phenomenal artist. And I asked her if she would do paintings of the four seasonal witches. And I couldn't be happier with them. I'm telling you, it's worth the price of the book just oh, for really? the artwork. Yes, yes. Black and white, but also in color. I wanted every woman to feel included. Um, not, you know, I'm white. I can't help it. That's what I was born But I I wanted this book to be for women of all sorts of ethnic backgrounds. Um, And I just I love what she did. Also, the cover is by another friend of mine. I'm lucky I have very talented friends named Susan Millen. She also did the cover for Witch in the Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, I just think there's a sort of a Native American feel to it that Mm -hmm. I find really perfect. So, yeah, I couldn't
0: be happier with the artwork well, when I look at the cover, you know, yes, there's the Native American, but, you know, her hair, it's like a sunflower. Her face, to me, was like a sunflower. And who doesn't like sunflowers? They're bringing life. And, you know, you have to smile when you see one. And I think that that's where we, as women, are finally um, going to accept ourselves as sunflowers and as beauty and wisdom, love that
1: and by the way if you look closely at the cover there are elderberries on it i thought oh, that yes, was really
0: clever yes 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 <laughs> Oh, wow. So you incorporated, there was a lot of symbolism in the coat, uh, in the cover, but folks, you know, she has, um, four, um, full colored pictures, um, that you could even frame if you wanted to, unfortunately they're back to back. So you'd have to pick your favorite two or buy two books and get all four, but, um, it's absolutely gorgeous. Now, Kate, when we go to your website, katejohnson.com, what are we going to find there? Well, you're going to find
1: more of the beautiful illustrations because I just think they're so uh, compelling. Um, Also, it will give you a little information about the counseling work that I do. And Mm -hmm. I also work as a mentor with creative people, particularly writers, but not just writers. I have several clients who are artists as well. Um, Yeah. Helping people to uh, bring their visions into creation. I just love that work. Um, I'm working with someone now actually, um, who lives in Cairo, uh, who has a book about a pilgrimage that she took. Um, You know, it's, to me, it's exciting to watch people uh, tell their life stories or get something that they feel deeply about onto the page. So it'll tell you a little bit about all those services that, uh, that I also provide. And there's also, there are also links to buy my other books. Because mm-hmm. they're still selling. Some of them are, actually, they're all still selling. Which oh, is good.
0: <laughs> no, I know. Fancy Yay. that. <laughs> the woman has something to say that's, you know, sticking. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, tell us about your consultations. You're an intuitive counselor like I am. So tell us about
1: that. Oh, it's such fun. We work with guided visualizations. We work with omen gathering. We do dream work. I do use Tarot. That's, that's my uh, tool of choice, but mm-hmm. certainly not exclusively. Um, it's really about getting people to start trusting their instincts and knowing that their instincts are connected up with the great all, whatever you want to call it, the great spirit, the goddess, God, whatever. So to find that core of Godness or God inside the self uh, that manifests in all sorts of magical ways and then bring what you see in your visions or your dreams into reality in a in a very prosaic way such a great thing to do to sort of join hands with your inner self so for instance if you have a guided visualization i take people to a place i call the heart nest it's such a sweet place to be and usually have them reach in underneath the fluff into the little twigs of the nest and pull out a gift that then they look at and then you know bring that into your life if you get a little red heart Go and get yourself a little red heart and put it on an altar so that every time you see it, you're reminded that you had a message from your inner self. And it's an important one.
0: Does that answer your question? That definitely answers the question. And, you know, um, ladies and the men that are listening, you should do that because that way you are embracing whom you are. Um, Kate, our time is up and I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed having you. What pearl of wisdom would you like to leave for women today or the population in general? One of my favorite stories
1: came through a dear artist friend of mine who died far too young. And she basically said, we have life in three columns. There are the things we have to do, like eventually die, you know, doing dishes and laundry, you know, that kind of thing. Then there are the things that we love to do, the things that we're passionate about, that we really enjoy. The trouble is most of us do things that are in the middle. It's not column A or column C. It's column B, which is all the stuff we think we should do. And she (laughs) said, please, fewer of the things you think you should do and more of the things you love. And to me, that made so much sense. Mm -hmm. It does. And
0: as you told me earlier, don't shit on yourself. (laughs)
1: That's right. Don't shit on yourself.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I've really enjoyed our time together. Folks, please check her out. The book is... Witch Wisdom for Magical Aging, Finding Your Power Through the Changing Seasons. And you can check her out at her website, and that's katejohnson.com, C-A-I-T-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. Um, Kate, I appreciate you. The listeners, I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone's time and attention. And please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of finding your power through the changing seasons. Upon the blessings, light and love to all, Agape.